Welcome to this marketing edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have Ann Hanley, the Chief Content Officer of Marketing Profs, and this interview was recorded live on site at Content Marketing World. So without further ado, take it away, Josh. So we are live here from Content Marketing World with uh, the one, the only, the legendary Ann Hanley, <laughs> the Chief Content Officer of Marketing Profs. Um, you gave an awesome presentation this morning. How did it go? What were your thoughts? Thank you. Thank you for saying awesome. Um, I was happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fairly new material for me. Um, most of it was brand new, so always nerve-wracking, but I was really happy with the way it turned out. Nice. People's well, response. Yeah, I was I was actually sitting in the back wall because I needed a charger, and it was, I mean, it was like the entire auditorium was really, yeah. it was full, it was packed, yeah. and no one left early, so it was like, I was, it was, it was really great, yeah. so. I'll tell um, you, I had this moment yesterday where, you know, I, I saw the size of the room standing up above, and uh-huh. it looked even bigger, and, uh, you know, I freaked out a little bit, I wasn't kidding, you know, today on stage, I yeah. was thinking that, you know, a much more modest room, so I thought, man, who is, is this room going to be filled, is this going to be embarrassing, but, um, no, it was awesome, this audience is amazing, this is, you know, one of my my top events of the year because people yeah. here are just my people you know definitely and what could you give sort of like a elevator speech for what you talked about this morning sure so the sorry the premise of my talk was really about creating bigger bolder and braver content yep um bigger stories braver marketing and um and A ship in a safe a, a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for. <laughs> I just can't believe I just bigger stories, <laughs> exactly, all about the ships. Uh, bigger stories, um, braver marketers, and um, and bolder writing and, and bolder tone of voice. So those yeah. are the three things that I talked about. Really, the idea behind my entire talk, the premise that I built it around, was that as marketers, I think there's a tendency to play it too safe. And so I wanted to challenge marketers to step up their content creation game and really create things that are bolder, braver, and just a whole lot more engaging. Yeah, I feel like so often, you know, that is sort of the status quo with with so many companies out there and they're always trying to, you know, just get content out there. And we've suffered from it too, where it's like, it's all about quantity over quality and it's just like very generic but you're so right I love that you have to like step back and really think about you know what will like differentiate yourself and the example you gave was great whereas like if you take your name off of something will like people recognize right, it as exactly if the own. label falls off will people know that it's yours and I think with most content out there not all but most um, that is the case and so I think you know how do you solve that you solve it by you know creating a tone of voice uh, speaking in that tone of voice, writing with that tone of voice, yeah. that's unique to you. And I, sh- I showed some examples. I mean, that was actually the funnest part was just trying to find examples. Yeah. And I actually found quite a few that I totally loved. Um, I had to, as I said in the talk today, I had to leave some on the cutting room floor uh-huh. because otherwise we, we would all still be sitting yeah. there while I was like, oh no, one more. <laughs> um, but I'm going to write about them on my blog at annhanley.com because I feel like there's just so many great examples. And you know, I really just want to celebrate people who do great work and hopefully use that to inspire others who 
really want to do great work but really aren't sure where to start. Yeah, for sure. And and something that was really interesting to me. So I have a background in advertising, mm. and uh, some of the so some of the campaigns that you mentioned. So the Toyota hydrogen commercial. Yeah. Um, I love that. I think that was such a great idea. Um, but I feel like that sort of like blurs the line between advertising and marketing. What are your thoughts on sort of like is there a difference now, or like are we at a point now where it's just sort of like it's all marketing? No, I think advertising and marketing are two totally different things. Uh -huh. That's why that that example that I showed of Caress Body Wash, you know, where yep. they basically um, created what they called the first touch-activated film, which mm -hmm. is basically an Instagram video chopped up into 12 different segments, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, created a sort of thin story around it about, you know, a man goes, oh, sorry, a woman goes to a club, meets a guy, and, um, and then just shoved it into the social platform yeah. of Instagram, which is an incredibly rich opportunity, I think, as a storytelling platform. Mm -hmm. um, but that was a, a clear case of advertising trying to pretend that it was marketing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like the opportunity of content is so much richer and, and deeper than that. Um, the Toyota example, though, is an interesting one because had I been able to play it, and I didn't because actually it's kind of gross. There's a section where, you know, you actually have the, um, you see the rear end of cows and they're oh, actually just, you know. I was curious because you were like, Toyota's gross. I was like, well, is it like I know. people like exploding? I could have explained that a little, a little bit curious. better. Yeah, um, it was, um, so it's, it's a very graphic video in terms of, the, you know, what happens in the rear end of cows. And so I didn't really want to show that because it is kind of yeah. gross to see. But it's not, not actually a commercial. It's actually a three and a half minute short film yeah. you know and so it's really more of a mini documentary than it is a commercial and they just make the case for hydrogen fueled vehicles mm. um you know elon musk has ca come out against hydrogen fueled vehicles yep. he calls he says that they're they're um they're bullshit essentially yeah. so that's that was the inspiration for toyota's video um, and so i thought it was a really smart way of taking a criticism from a well-known figure in the automotive industry and saying well actually no that's not the case and giving your own point of view yep. you know i don't think the jury is out on that i'm not saying that you know toyota was completely correct or or you know that's i'm not an expert in mm -hmm. um in, uh, in energy, so I can't tell you, but at the same time, I thought they made a great case for it. Very, very interesting. Um, and then, uh, is, do you think there's sort of a theme for the conference yet? Is there one sort of developed? Is there any sort of like underwriting message that you're sort of feeling this year as opposed to last year, maybe? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. I actually felt it before I got here, even when I started you know, talking to people ahead of time and getting a feel for what people were talking about. I think a few of the themes that are emerging um, I think Christina Halverson articulated it beautifully today. Yep. You know, her whole let's let's answer the why question before we create any of this stuff. I mean, honestly, I saw her presentation today, and I was like, first of all, Christina's a, a dear friend, and I think she's brilliant. Um, but I saw she's her. She's on the show next. Is she? Yeah. I saw her her um, her keynote today, and I was like, damn, I've got to run and go change all my slides. <laughs> but then I realized that actually my my focus on content creation really comes after her focus on the why. So once yep. you've answered that why question, now let's go out and create some amazing things. Um, and so, you know, it was it was sort of funny to me, but you know, even even me, it put a little fear into my heart. Um, so I think that's, you know, the, the focus on strategy, mapping strategy to, you know, business goals. I thought the way she broke down strategy goals and tactics was probably the smartest explanation I've ever seen from anyone anywhere. Um, I hope she listens to this, love you. Um, <laughs> 
but no, I thought it was really fantastic, and, and it was all in a marketing construct, which I think makes total sense for, for this audience. You know, it really resonated. Yeah, absolutely, and I took extensive notes the entire time. I was yeah. loving it, too, and I thought it was a great, a great explanation. Um, so uh, in terms of content, what sort of big... I mean, you, you have a podcast, right? You, or you're a podcasting expert. You know, so podcast is obviously, like, growing. What sort of, like, is there something next... I feel like print is sort of on the verge of like coming back. I listened to the, like uh, this old marketing, you know, podcast on the way up here, and that was like one of the things that they were talking about. They were really excited about, uh, and then I think last night or today, the Sherwin Williams print, like there's sort of like this cycle yeah. almost. So well, print is special. I mean, print is, has always been special, mm-hmm. but I think you know we we did for a while. I just think as humans, you know, the idea that that everybody has access to digital tools as content creators like you know that's definitely the access is amazing and I I think it's such an opportunity for a lot of companies but nonetheless I think what that's done is has you know as a lot of like for example you know b2b newsletters and other business communications has all gone online that has made print even more special yep. and so I mean I think I think definitely print is one of the things that we're going to see a whole lot more of um, I'm also interested in things like um, like Periscope and Blab, yeah. I haven't really tried m- them extensively. Yeah. But I, I think the it's it's really interesting the whole concept of live streaming. The thing I can't quite get my head around is it does sort of run counter to what the rest of us are doing, which is to let the customer decide. You know, when they need information from yep. you, they're going to come to you for useful information. You, you know, then you're ready to answer their questions and give them the information they need. Um, so I guess the thing that that confuses me a little bit is well doesn't that doesn't the idea of periscope which is live you know on yep. demand video i'm sorry which is which is live streaming video you know doesn't that run counter to that notion where you know in other words you you expect consumers to show up when you're ready um, so that's the only thing that i'm i'm not sure about i think it's interesting though and i yeah. think there's there's it's untapped territory i think we're going to see some cool stuff there's a company i can't remember the name of it in san francisco that is doing something where they basically are live streaming 24 7 mm. but if you want to download the content and want to watch it again you have to sort of go through a paywall and i think that's sort of like the not a paywall but like you have to submit information page, or like, yeah. you know go uh convert and send them your email but i think that's like sort of the most interesting way and i know i'm so excited about this too because youtube I, I sort of manage our youtube account and they just add the live streaming button and it's like whoa if youtube is like putting this you know as one of the main tabs in their like their mm. menu it's obviously like you know yeah, something yeah, that's going to be important but from a like branding perspective i don't know yeah i feel like other than like large b2c brands i don't like i don't know how b2b marketers and i guess it's sort of a question for the ages you know um but i mean speaking of that what do you sort of see content marketing world 2020 what do you think <laughs> uh what do you think we're going to oh, be talking about that's a good question it's a, a hard projection to make i know but you know what's funny though i mean so i this is my this is the fifth anniversary of content marketing world this is my fifth time speaking here nice and so i think if you had asked me in 2010 what will i be speaking about in 2015 i wouldn't have said what it is because a lot of the themes that i talked about just a short time ago Mm -hmm. on stage were very similar to the themes that i talked about in 2010 they've evolved certainly companies have evolved the sophistication of content marketing has definitely evolved but at the same time i think you know great marketing that is, is marketing that doesn't feel like marketing, as my friend Tom Fishburne says. And yeah. I love to quote him on it because I don't think we're there yet. Mm. You know, I still think we're creating marketing that feels like marketing yep. or advertising, or it feels like, like things that we want to talk about as opposed to what our customers need yeah. or require from us. Um, and so, you know, God, in 2020, are we still gonna be talking about that? 
I hope not. But yeah. well, the other thing that's interesting too is that you know I think something you said earlier just about um, about the resurgence of of writing, the resurgence of text, uh, of print. You know, I think all of that stuff is is there but the question is what does it look like you know so yeah. i think we are at a point now where as i talked about today that we we do have to focus a whole lot more on on you know telling those braver stories you know writing with a little bit more um of of an edge you know or of with with intention edge is the wrong word but you know writing with more of a unique tone of voice to us mm. to our brands and i think there's a lot of companies who are still you know, still aren't there yet. This stuff is hard, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, um, so I think in some ways I'm less interested in, you know, sort of new technologies as much as I am in just helping companies really understand those basics, you know, just some, some basic ideas around, you know, the why of content, why are we doing what we're doing? And then how do we create stuff that's, that's, you know, going to step it up a notch. Yeah. I feel like some of that too, something that's really interesting to me that we've started focusing on um, is personas and the idea of yeah. like you need to target, you know, to one person. Do you think that that will continue to grow or? Yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the notion of, of personas is sort of entrenched in, in B2B, but I don't think it's just B2B. You know, yeah. that greatest example that I showed today is is B2C as well. I mean, they're essentially looking at, you know, 18 to 35-year-olds. So I do think that, you know, personas are going to be more robust. I mean, what I'm really interested about with personas, and I kind of danced around this a little bit today, um, but the idea that, you know, I'll, personas have been part of marketing for a really long time. You know, folks have, have created personas and essentially put them in binders and put them up on the shelf yep. and then I never look at them again. Yep. But you know, that's, you can't be that way anymore. Yep. And so I like the idea of a persona that's a whole lot more robust and that you're constantly evolving and you know, that you're challenging assumptions. Is this really our target? You know, is this really who we're looking at? So I think, you know, that's, that's where personas are going. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so one final question here for you, sure. you're a writer, uh, listicles, <laughs> Will they permeate culture more so than they are now, or do you think they're sort of at the trough of disillusionment, as uh, Christina would say, yeah, or Joe said that? Joe said that, yeah. You know, I think that we are, we have taken listicles as far as we can. You know, I'm, so I'm a LinkedIn influencer, uh -huh. and on LinkedIn, at least as an influencer, you can't use a number in your headlines okay. anymore on there. So. I, that to me is like, I mean, I was like, bravo. First of all, why are you doing that? And they told me, told me why, because they want to get out of this whole, you know, listicle yeah. mindset. Um, and, but it's like, bravo. I mean, I think that it's incumbent on all of us, you know, to really use content for yeah. more than just, you know, listicles and, and good enough. You yeah. know, I think that that's sort of a trick that is perfectly suitable in some environments buzzfeed for example yeah. totally fine yeah but um but you know i think we need to get beyond it and really produce some deeper content like the example i showed today about blue bottle coffee you know educating folks on how to prepare a perfect cup of coffee exactly you know, it wasn't six ways it was yep. just here's how to do it that felt very deep and very instructive to me I feel like a listicle is sort of like the least brave way of, yes, you know, creating so. content. So Yeah, it's a trick, too. It's a trick, like, you know, like it's it's almost challenging you. I bet you don't know these six ways. Yeah. You know, and so I don't I don't think marketing should be about tricks. Yeah, well, and, too, I feel like it's sort of like a little lazy, too. It's like, here, you can just read these six things really quickly, and then, you know, you can move on with your life. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a place with that. Yeah. For that, um, you know, easy, quick, accessible content, but... Um, at the same time, I think, you know, we, it's incumbent on all of us to not leave it at that. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Uh, oh, and then real quick, the conference is going well for you. You're having yes. a good time. Much better or worse than last year? Better? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. 
know, it's it's not necessarily. I mean, every year it just gets more and more more amazing in the yeah. sense that it gets bigger, it gets it gets um, better. I mean, as we're standing here, I'm looking at this Hollywood Squares <laughs> construct over yeah. there. I mean, that is killer. Yeah. Um, no, Joe and his team have done an amazing, amazing job. Um, you know, for me this year, it's um, it's so interesting to just see the number of companies, the number of marketers who are here, it feels like, you know, like Joe said, I mean, I do think that we are a whole lot more mature than we were five years ago as an industry, and there's nowhere that that's more obvious than a content marketing world. So for me, it's a fantastic event. Um, it has been, you know, since 2010. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much, Anne, for joining me. This has been great. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, it's like talking to like, not quite childhood hero, but it's really cool <laughs> to be able to talk with people like you. That and makes me feel ancient. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just like, uh, I've always sort of looked up to you and, you know, appreciated uh, all that you do and your writing and and everything. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. Awesome. Also, thank you so much to our listeners for following along. To find out more about B2B Nation, including our HR and IT edition, check out our website, technologyadvice.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.